He's here. He's here. Now, in a random student media building, deep in the bowels of the recording studio, under the wooden plaster of a marked building, we once again make contact with our lead analyst, Scott Harris. Hey, 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 people, Scott here. Welcome back to Capitol Hill Landscaping with Scotty. Current day is November 1st, 2022. We got a lot to talk about today, so let's dive in. Uh, For starters, uh, it's very imperative that the midterms are only a week away, actually a week away from today. Basically, the entire uh, legislative process is probably going to change. With this... With what we see recently, we've seen over the course of this last week a recent surge in the Pennsylvania Senate race, and this is largely due to the debate held by uh, Democrat nominee Fetterman and Republican nominee Dr. Oz. Now, during this head-to-head confrontation, uh, Fetterman's health was front and center and has now taken a more, like, center stage for the Oz camp. Rather than focus on policy, there's more of a question is, well, would he be able to serve a full six-year term as senator? And rightly so. There's been, there were several instances during the debate when Fetterman was stuttering over himself and very much struggling to uh, get his word out, causing a basically a, major- a public opinion poll slash majority of people to say, oh, Oz won the debate. And we see that post-debate, there's been a lot more polls in favor of Oz than over Fetterman. Now, this was already, this came about also right as Oz was already catching up to Fetterman. Sorry, might have a bit of the uh, sniffles this morning. Now, RCP is predicting an Oz victory, which would be a hold for for the Republicans because they already held Pennsylvania beforehand, before it became an... A open race. We have another, going a bit internationally, we have a very interesting nation to talk about today. This nation is uh, Brazil. Now, Brazil, if you did not know, held an election which saw incumbent Bolsonaro lose to former President Lula, who won by just a margin of 1%. Now, if you uh, don't know anything about these two candidates, President Lula former president of Brazil, was basically charged with corruption and basically got out after a few months before he was supposed to serve a full, like, 22-year sentence. And Bolsonaro, there's been several reasons people predict his loss, but the most imperative one, which is probably be mismanaging of uh, COVID, because apparently Brazil got hit very, very hard. During the pandemic, probably even harder than, say, the U.S. Not probably, but definitely, as Brazil did not have as good medical infrastructure as the U.S. Now, this election has been Brazil's most polarizing election in basically his, its, in, its entire history as a republic, to the point where Bolsonaro, <clears throat> Bolsonaro supporters have been protesting the results Instances of trucker blockades, uh, police precincts have joined in with some of the election protests, basically not accepting the results of the election. 
and some have even demanded the Brazilian army to step in. Now, this remains interesting because there's been nothing, Bolsonaro hasn't said a word since um, Lule's 1% victory. And um, we shall see and report any uh, updates we see on this uh, very, very interesting nation. Now back to our main topic of the day, midterms. It's all about the midterms. RCP, predictions haven't changed much from last week as of uh, October 31st, so yesterday. Um, RCP is predicting three GOP pickups in the Senate, three pickups in for governors, and there's currently a 2.9 uh, GOP plus for the generic ballot which basically means a generic ballot throughout the nation. Also, according to RCP, a uh, Republican nominee for Oregon Governor uh, Christina Drazen is uh, up. Not by much, but she's up currently. 538 considers the race to still be a toss-up, which is very understandable. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. It's very much a one Within a 2%. It's going to be a very close election on next Tuesday. Absolutely. Now, if you don't know, there's a lot of uh, gambling that actually happens when it comes to elections. And or just events in general. There's this website called Predict It, which is basically you can uh, bet pennies on like certain events happening and whatnot. And... One of the most interesting things is that following the Pennsylvania Senate debate, every better the betting favor switched from Fetterman to Oz basically instantaneously. Betting sites are predicting a 88% victory for Republicans in the House and then a 65% chance of victory in the Senate, which if somebody were to happen to invest a bunch of money, they'd probably you know, get, get a good portion of it back, I'd assume. New York has been seeing a very interesting surge recently. The incumbent uh, governor was chosen after... Oh, I can't remember. I don't remember. Hmm. After uh, former Governor Cuomo resigned due to uh, allegations. And now... The GOP candidate for New York has seen a bit of a recent surge in voting. Some polls even putting him either up or within a 1% margin, which, if you don't know New York, it's like one of the bluest states in the nation. It's probably, I'd say it's third or fourth bluest state, I'd wager. Going uh, into the Great Basin, Nevada... Nevada is seeing uh, Republican nominee Laxalt uh, leading by a margin of 0.6. In Georgia, we see Walker, Republican nominee, leading by leading by 1.4. As I mentioned earlier, Oz is closing the gap with Fetterman. Fetterman has lost a lot of ground and has probably lost majority support. But we shall see in, on the 8th. In terms of... Uh, Governor of the Big Three, the largest states in the country, Abbott DeSantis and Newsman are all predicted to win re-election for their respective governorships. For 538 predictions, 
which it's a different polling site. It's more of a um, chances and odds kind of framing around things. It's predicting a dead heat in the Senate, 49 to 51 odds, GOP 49, Dems 51. And an 82 to 18 in the House, 82 GOP, 18 Dem odds out of a margin of 100. Sorry about that. Now, this is interesting because 538 has been very kind of lenient towards Dems in terms of kind of favoring in terms of odds. But I'd like to point out that earlier in, I want to say September, it was about 29 to 71 odds in favor of Democrats for winning and holding the Senate. Now, in terms of their overall predictions, 538 is, in terms of its odds, the GOP has a 49 and 100 chance of basically taking both chambers of Congress. Congress, the GOP has a 33% chance out of 100 of just winning the House, and the Dems having only a 17% chance of holding Congress. So, what happens if the GOP wins either chamber? Well, as I mentioned last week, Biden is going to be more of a lame duck president than he already is. Biden has already struggled to get uh, legislation passed by his own party, and whatever legislation he's gotten passed has been very watered down. I mentioned this last week. Uh, Manchin has basically stood in the way of the Build Back Better Act being basically its full, what it could be, what it's fully could be. And instead, we got a much watered down version of it that really won't have a massive impact either immediately or in years and years and so on and so on. 538 is showing the Oregon governorship to be a toss-up, which makes complete sense. It's a very tight race that wouldn't be a tight race at all if uh, Betsy Johnson wasn't running. Now, it's actually interesting. We got a bit of a news update uh, from Arizona. In term, for uh, the governorship of Arizona, the Libertarian candidate has dropped out and has now endorsed the Republican candidate, which, if anything, would basically put the Republicans on top. Sorry, my, my mistake. The Libertarian Senate candidate, not governor. The Senate candidate of Arizona has dropped out and has in- endorsed uh, Blake Masters for U.S. Senator. Arizona is currently seeing a massive Republican surge, and it is a key battleground state this election cycle. It's not as important as, say, Georgia and or Nevada. Those are the two key states for a GOP victory. If the GOP can win in either of those two states, or if they take both those states, they have the Senate. The GOP could However, it would be good for the GOP to have a strength and hold, if anything. Now, it'll be interesting to see if they actually can. Let's uh, swap to a bit more internet culture. Over the week, um, Elon Musk has officially bought and taken control over Twitter. And if you didn't see the video, you might have saw it. 
he literally just brought a sink like not not even like a like he literally just physically brought a whole porcelain sink into the twitter hq uh elon has already fired pretty much uh most of twitter's high-end executives this including the head of legal which was responsible for advocating for the banning of Donald Trump following the January 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 6 and now Elon Musk has complete executive control over the company now let's get to more economic the Dow has seen a great recovery this month it has jumped up back to about 14% or has had a increase in 14%, which I'll be completely honest, the Dow isn't the greatest sign of saying the economy is back on track. It is, but it isn't. It's showing that big businesses and Fortune 500 companies are doing amazing, but it doesn't really reflect on how everybody is doing. Like, say how... A good example would be how corporations basically made billions and billions and billions of profit during the pandemic when hundreds and hundreds of small businesses or thousands of small businesses had to permanently close their doors, whereas massive businesses like Amazon, Walmart basically were able to rake in cash during which seemed to be overall a massive economic downturn for the U.S. Now the Dow is back up. After it kind of went down earlier this month, it's kind of recovered fully. It still doesn't reflect kind of the day-to-day how everybody's doing because people are still recovering from the pandemic financially. It doesn't help that the child tax credit has now been axed to where parents aren't receiving an extra few hundred dollars to take care of their kids. Now, we got some other news. We got the Supreme Court. Now, the Supreme Court has uh, raised questions, and there's going to be hearings about affirmative action in college and college admissions. If you don't know what affirmative affirmative action is, it's basically a way to reduce inequality for uh, college applications to basically promote diversity and... Equability? No. Equality within higher education. But now the Supreme Court is questioning, seeing as how how effective or if there's any bias within the process in and of itself, and thus there is going to be hearings about it from the Supreme Court. And other news, if you don't remember... Last week's show, I touched on uh, oil and gas prices and what Biden could do. Now he is doing something. Ooh, he's doing something. President Biden is pressuring Congress to pass new taxes on oil companies. Now, um, U.S. oil companies have basically been raking in cash. They've slashed production and have essentially... The shale oil boom stopped, and thus oil investors aren't producing enough to keep the prices low. Now Biden is hoping to 
pass a tax on them to hopefully either incentivize more production to lower it or to, I guess, collect profit from the profiteers. In other news, let's go back to, we're going back to Twitter. We're going, we're going back to the bird. Now we're going back to the bird. We have some very interesting pop culture news. Elon Musk is requesting, has requested Twitter's engineers to revive Vine. Now, if you remember Vine, it was a very popular social media site. It was six-second clips of comedy sketches for the most part that people would upload. And the modern-day iteration of it was TikTok. If you don't remember, Vine got bought by Twitter and then subsequently shut down for whatever reason. And then, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see the return of it. However, it raises questions, how much how much will it attract? Because TikTok is one of the most used apps globally in the world. It's captivated the current generation and the previous one also. And also the future generation. It already has such a massive market share and Vine is more of a nostalgia, if anything. I feel like if Vine were to fully come back, it would really only attract um, millennials and kind of early uh, Gen Zers or Zoomers, as some would call them. Uh, Some sad news uh, this morning. Rapper and member of the Migos, uh, Takeoff, has been shot dead at the age of 28 in Houston. If you don't know who he is, he's uh, known for being contributing to several of the Migos' famous albums, such as the Culture series, uh, hits like Versace and uh, Stir Fry. It was reported that he was uh, shot at about 2.30 a.m. Central Time. In other news, fighting... Still happening in Ukraine, day 300, 200 something of the four-day special operation or whatever they plan to do. Uh, Rush, we've received a little bit of an update from Russia. It has threatened to may shoot down satellites that are helping Ukraine. If you aren't aware of this, the U.S. and actually uh, Elon Musk has been supplying intelligence to the Ukrainian army for uh, pretty much the entire war. This intelligence has kind of been a very crucial part in their effort to take back the northern provinces, or not really northern provinces of, I guess, east, northeastern provinces of Ukraine. And as of today, kind of samel samel on the front. Uh, massive shelling on the Russians have continued their massive shelling effort on Ukraine and several attacks have been commenced and launched by the Russian army and once again the Ukrainians have repelled the Russian army and there have been reports that a, a battle in the south is about to commence now if the satellite threat is fully Realize this could be pretty much a first in history. 
as Russia does have the full capacity to shoot down a satellite. Kind of reminds me of, uh, it doesn't really remind me. It's just a very, it's, it's not this at all. I don't know. This whole reading, the story reminds me of, there's a mission in the original Modern Warfare 2 where you literally, you launch a nuke over the East Coast, like over it to knock out all Russia's like equipment and whatnot. I don't know. Uh, we got some other news. Germany has decided to move to legalize marijuana. The uh, German current coalition, which consists of the SPD, the Greens, and the Liberals, have decided to approve a plan to legalize weed. Germans are now will be allowed to possess up to 30 grams and grow their own plants. However, there is a bit of a catch to it, even though they're moving to legalize it. There's some conflicts within the EU and its own drug policy and whatnot. If you don't really know, the EU is more of, it's an economic, political entity within Europe, basically designed to create a sense of cooperation within, sorry about that, within Europe. So a nation, say Germany, just can't pass it because it would violate EU regulations because there's kind of a standard that needs to be for all EU nations. It's kind of similar to how uh, the EU is now regulating Apple to basically create a universal charger. Because if you don't know, uh, Apple is very, it's a very scummy corporation. Every few iterations of phones, you need a brand new charger. Like now it was a lightning, now it's the C, and it's probably going to be new, some other new fancy charger that they're going to have to do. But as soon as this law passes and Germany fully legalizes weed, it will create the largest uh, weed market uh, in the world. Now you might say, why, 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 why is that the kit? Well, you have to keep in mind, the weed isn't legal within the U.S. fully. States have it legal. Some states have it more legal than others. Like Oregon, it's completely legal. I, I can walk down the street to a weed, and there's literally a weed shop. But say in, like, say, South Carolina, only certain edibles and strands are legal. That would be a good example of that. Let's see. Y'all. We have some other big uh, political news. Uh, let's see here. There's been a shakeup in the House of Commons. The Tories are at it again. What do I mean by this? Well, I mean... Last week, I touched on basically the struggle that the Conservative Party in Britain has had over the past uh, few months, going from Boris Boris Johnson to uh, Liz Truss, and now to the current guy, I'm probably mispronouncing his name, uh, Prime Minister Sunak. 
apologize for that mispronunciation. However, uh, there's already a lot of deeply uh, unhappy uh, members of his party, and there have already been talks of drafting a letter of no confidence. If you don't know what that is, basically, uh, a person's party can say, hey, this guy sucks, let's get somebody else in here. The U.S. equivalent of that is impeachment, but impeachment is a whole other process that's basically a court trial in it of itself. Whereas a vote of no confidence is essentially, I don't like this guy. He can keep his current elected position, but he shouldn't be uh, leader of the country. Because I forget if I touched on this, but the British electoral system is, there is no, the prime minister isn't elected directly. He is, they are, they, they are chosen from the winning party to be the prime minister over parliament and thus act on behalf of the royal family, or in this case, King Charles III. Weird, really weird saying that for the first time. Got too used to saying Lizzie. Rest in peace. Anyways, there's been a massive shakeup again, and it's causing basically a speed run, essentially, of how fast can I get elected to be prime minister and how fast could I uh, leave the prime ministership. Now, this has raised a lot of uh, calls from pretty much everybody on the aisle that specifically the Labour Party in the UK, which is Social Democrats, saying that if the Conservatives can't even govern themselves, why should they govern Britain? And a lot of people are kind of raising and holding that sentiment that there should be a general election called. However, the Tories are... uh, standing firm and not going to hold an election until the next one is due. To talk more about the UK and its uh, very interesting system. It's more of a legislative majority controls. Because the... <coughs> Sorry about that. I guess to touch on a history of uh, the Prime Minister and Parliament, the hypothetical direct power and absolute authority of the monarch flows through the Prime Minister in order to basically just do whatever. However, even though the monarch still holds technically hypothetical absolute authority, uh they've decided to just take a backseat to everything for the most part. At least uh, that's what uh, Queen Elizabeth II did uh, during her 70-year tenure as queen. We also have a very interesting story regarding uh, Nancy Pelosi and her husband. There's been a Attempted uh, murder and assaults of Nancy Pelosi's husband, uh, Paul Pelosi. Friday morning, San Francisco police received a call about a break-in at the Pelosi residence. Police arrived and saw a man beating Paul Pelosi with a hammer. Uh, Nancy, Speaker of the House, was currently in uh, D.C. at the time. Her husband is alive 
and is being treated for injuries of a skull, fractured skull, I should add, and arms and hands. Now, we don't know specifically reason. We don't have all the details left. We do have somewhat of a report that the attacker was looking specifically for Nancy Pelosi. However, we're still waiting on full details to check and see what his full motives are. Hopefully after the, a trial or subsequent duty, we'll get a full sense of what has actually happened. In other news, over the Halloween weekend, there was a massive stampede in South Korea in one of its famous districts in the capital. About over 150 people have sadly lost their lives and 130 more were injured at a parade in the capital. It was the first Halloween in Korea since, you know, the pandemic. Korea had a very tight lockdown system. And, uh, there's a basically a massive stampede after all the excitement of celebration. And there was a national period of mourning earlier in Korea this morning. Now... We have a update on oil. Oil, the center of everything. Well, it, may, it literally makes the world go round. Honestly, gas prices still high. They've dropped a little bit in my area. Not not by not by much, really. But during our kind of gas price. Uh, crisis, there's been a very interesting uh, statistic that has been uh, found out. Apparently, the U.S. is actually exporting more oil than ever before. Companies are sending about 11.4 million barrels of oil abroad each day, which refers to basically everything, gas, fuel, for jets, diesel, uh, pretty much every other good now, President Biden has issued warnings to hopefully uh, stop exporting. I will say it's uh, it's not a good sign. It seems that the more bo- we export oil, we then have to take more oil out of the, our strategic reserve to supplement the price and to make sure that it keep the price just doesn't skyrocket which i'm kind of predicting that it will because as of now still we're kind of teetering on almost being drained of our oil supply i want to say that uh make sure to go out and uh, vote in this election it is a civic uh, duty and privilege that uh, you all have if you're listening to this if you're an organ resident you're able to drop off a ballot day of by on election day. Just make sure you go to a right place and you look up the local times for uh, ballot pickups to make sure you don't miss out your chance to vote or mail it back. 
really up to you. That's up to you if you're in Oregon. I want to say thank you again for listening to this has been Capitol Hill Landscaping with Scotty. Quick update also, uh, just a reminder, the show will not be at its regularly scheduled time on Tuesday, 3 p.m. There will be a live show, if you're hearing this earlier, uh, there will be a live show later today, uh, Tuesday at 3 p.m. But next week, next week is midterms, I'm going to be busy on midterms because it's the day I'm supposed to record. However, I want to make sure midterms pass because results don't really get in. Uh, We'll probably know all the results, hopefully, by the end of uh, Tuesday the 8th and the night. So there'll be a show uploaded Wednesday with uh, my updates and thoughts on all the results and who's it's and what's it, what's going to happen, what's up, who's going to be Senate Majority Leader, who's going to be the new Speaker of the House. We shall see. Thank you again so much for listening. This has been Capitol Hill Landscaping with Scotty, and I'll see you next time. Back to your regularly scheduled programming.